0: from Northeast Florida. This is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast.
1: No, we're, on Doing a recording. we're on recording. That's that's real good time. I'm Captain Don Taylor Jr. We're coming to you from Northeast Florida, where it feels like Northeast Alaska to me right now.
0: It's cold out. This is uh, first of January and uh, freezing my ass off, dude. It has
1: been cold out. Yeah, yeah. I'm like so surprised. I don't recall it being this cold in in forever. Well, it's kept me off the water. Yeah, me too. Yeah, that's, that that kind of sucks. Which is definitely a uh,
0: down downer. Yeah, a little bit of a downer. It's hard to talk about fishing when you didn't go fishing because of the weather.
1: I can always talk about fishing, man. Yeah, I
0: can too. I hate to say that we didn't go fishing or I didn't go fishing because of the weather uh, when I see guys that are out ice fishing. It always uh, fascinates me.
1: Those guys are probably a little more equipped for it. Well, I mean, the guys that you see ice fishing, don't they like uh, have like little tiny huts and their portable heaters and basically yeah. their cabin on top of the lake or something, the yeah. ice ice cabin or something? This is the Backwater Hustle and Fishing Podcast. Like we said earlier, we're from the Northeast Florida area. This is like, I guess, our first show technically that we're going to record and put out to the folks that may or may not want to hear us. Yeah,
0: whether they want to hear it or not. Yeah, it's but coming.
1: I like to hear myself talk, so I'm probably okay doing this.
0: And they will, because people like us, and uh, we're generally pretty likable guys. So they'll, uh, people will, uh, they'll uh, take to us right away. It won't shock me at all.
1: You don't don't think so, huh? No,
0: not one bit. So I
1: thought you were kind of abrasive, really. No, not really. I took that that uh,
0: a hole test, and uh, I was zero percent. Yeah, which
1: we know that we know that algorithm screwed up. Then that
0: thing's dead on. I think mine was
1: what I think ten percent or something. I think thirty-seven. No, it was not. It was ten percent. I don't know. I am about to double check that in. There is no way that you got less than I did. I was perfect, score zero, buddy. So we're gonna do a fishing podcast, and. We're just gonna get on here once a week and we're just gonna talk fishing and just talk about you know, how we're what things we're doing here in our area, which is Florida, like I said before, and what tactics and techniques that we use that um, make us successful, being that we're we are both captains by the way. And if I don't know if I said that or not, but yeah. I'm a captain here in northeast Florida. Yeah, we, we said that. That's all right, that's cool. I can say it all day, Captain Tom McNeely. Yeah, I went to school and got my papers Hey,
0: Yeah. The uh, Yeah, Donnie makes a great point. The podcast, this is a Backwater Hustle Fishing 10%, podcast. by the way. 10%. Well, whatever. Still 100% higher than zero.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: So uh, this is a Backwater Hustle Fishing podcast. Uh, we uh, record this podcast once a week from uh, northeast Florida, located uh, northeast Florida. It's, which, uh, which is, by the way, in
1: northeast Florida, by the way.
0: That's right. Northeast Florida. That is in the southeastern United States for all of you that have no idea where Florida's at. And we're going to discuss fishing and fishing, all things fishing. And
1: probably some more fishing, too. Fishing, yes. They talk about some music, maybe a little bit, and some politics. Well, I don't talk about politics. Yeah. I hate politics. I don't care for them either. However, we're going to make... Unless it affects fishing.
0: We're going to make Fishing Podcast great again. Sounds good to me, buddy. All right. Absolutely. So we talk about fishing. We we'll talk about how to cook fish, how to catch fish, how to eat fish, how to clean fish.
1: Um, how to find fish. I mean, we we will talk about some of the topics related to fishing, like, you know, some of the seasons and some of the closures and some of the things that adversely affect, you know, fishing or, you know, help fishing. And uh, so some things will be uh, political, I assume. Yeah, rules and regulations. Rules and regulations and stuff like that uh, will be some of the topics we're going to discuss. Yeah, uh, and not just, uh, you know, like we're
0: going to discuss fishing and not just... um,
1: Sorry about that, folks, but... I've been looking that's for right. something here in the studio, and uh, it just appeared, so not a, all is good in the world now for me.
0: So we'll be talking about fishing, and not necessarily always Northeast Florida fishing. So if you're just tuning in to us and you hear us talking about Northeast Florida, that's where we're from. Uh, coincidentally, it has nothing to do with uh, our fishing being better than yours, even though it may be. Um, it we, probably is. We will discuss fishing from anywhere, uh, freshwater, saltwater. We predominantly fish saltwater um that's what we like that's what we're into here offshore inshore we will uh discuss those topics and tackle and and about what anything that you guys want to discuss as well if you uh have questions um, we we'd ask that you just get somewhere quiet listen to the podcast and hit us up on email uh twitter facebook uh, instagram with any questions you have and uh, we'll do everything we can do to call you out on the air and answer your question
1: well i mean the reality of it is you're a an inshore saltwater fishing guide and I'm an inshore saltwater fishing guide. And so that's what we know pretty sure. much. Yeah. And so we can definitely, uh, hopefully give you some tax tax tactics, you know, that'll help you, you know, be more successful on the water. But at the same time we, we do realize that there's different kinds of fishings all across the country and the world for that matter. And so you can always learn something new and I'm all about that of course. And so we'll have people on here guest, that are in the fishing industry and other guys from the industry and, uh, you know, other you know rod manufacturers and clothing manufacturers and anything that deals with fishing, we will have guests on our show here. And like, I said, like Ty said earlier, we're going to talk all things fishing. And so, yeah. you know, if we have to have a guest from Minnesota to talk about fishing out there, then that's what we're going to do, you know. Talk about fishing, eh? Eh, and a boot. At a boat. We talk about fishing, boat fishing. But no, I'm down for that, though. I think it's be interesting to hear other people's points of views as well as ours. And, uh, hey, you can always learn something, like I said. And uh, I look forward to that, man, actually.
0: Yeah, I do, too. I I, um, I hope that a lot of what we share here is going to be opinionated. Um, it's all going to be opinion. Well, we'll throw some facts in there every so often, but we're going to give you someone else's name when we do it. And uh, But we want to hear your opinions on the show, obviously. We want to hear your
1: opinions on... what will cause you give someone else's name. Does that make the fact true or what?
0: Yeah, it depends on whose name it is.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. I'm just, just curious about that. I never really thought about that. So you're saying if I'd say, it is cold here, fact, by Ty McNeely, that means it's a fact? That's a fact. Okay. Yeah. Now that we've got, we got that cleared up. Yeah,
0: that's a, that'd be a good fact. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So, cool. a little uh, quick, uh, boring uh, bio on me. I am uh, Captain Ty McNeely I, as uh, my partner, uh Uh, Donnie just said I am an inshore saltwater fishing guide here in uh, northeast Florida. I've been fishing northeast Florida water uh, my whole life, Um, inshore, offshore. I fished in the South Pacific, caught some big fish. I fish Mm -hmm. uh, fly fishing uh, streams, fly fishing saltwater, uh, just about any type of fishing. I don't mind doing it. Uh, Don't do as much freshwater fishing anymore. I've never fly fished. You may or may not be missing out on something. Uh, hmm. There's a large fly fishing community. I don't know that it's for everybody. Um, I've met a few people that cannot throw a fly rod, and uh, it's probably my fault for not trying to show them. Probably. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, it's it's tough to try to train someone that says they're a fly fisherman when they're on the bow of your boat. And uh,
1: Yeah, I would think that would be a trip that you would probably already have to have some experience uh in when coming on that particular kind of uh you know tr- guide or you know trip or whatever uh, have you ever had to like did someone call up and go hey I want to come fly fishing and then when they get there they've never fly fished before yes have you really yes really
0: yes Wow. and um it's exciting how would that go by the way um you know the the first hours on the bank you know up in the parking lot or whatever trying to get them familiar with the fly rod and um, you know, it's casting a rod. And, you know, I simplify it down to very, very simple terms because I'm a simple person. Well, I was going to say
1: if you can do it, I would think probably yeah. that most anyone can do it, but yeah. I just, I didn't want to say that, you know. Well, well I'm, I will upset the majority of fly fishing
0: enthusiasts when I make this next statement. If you can throw a cane pole, a uh, brim buster cane pole, uh, you can fly fish. Well, well,
1: <clears throat> well I'm golden in that case. <laughs> yeah, and
0: uh, there's rarely do you see these big uh, casts like you see on te- on television and uh, the movies. Uh, rarely that's not the case. Usually it's just, you know, a little roll cast or a little, there's very little back cast in most of your river fishing. If you're out in the ocean, there's back cast. It's still, it's still a different technique, and we'll discuss that as we move forward. Um, so,
1: first of all, I've never fly fished like i just said and i'm not knocking fly fishing by any means okay so let's get that, that that straight but with that being said you know fishing can be difficult as it is and so i watched well i've watched you before and some other friends i've watched fly fish and i just think it's all those extra steps that you have to take and i stay i can stay tangled up with the best of them as you know uh, i would ju- i just think with all that line around your feet and stripping or whatever you guys call it that uh it just seems like to me it just it could create an absolute hornet's nest if you're not careful
0: yeah it it can it definitely can and it's definitely something you have to be prepared for and you have to pay attention to but i I think it's like any anything else once you do it a couple times and to me there's you know i've fished with you enough that i know you enjoy sight fishing right (laughs) yeah um Dominant. to me that's the best way to fish them but or when you're fly fishing that's what you're doing you're sight fishing uh the reality is you go out and throw a spinning reel uh a spinning combo of any sort you, you know you're uh
1: no i don't, I, don't, I really don't know
0: yeah know. i mean well when you say
1: that i mean i watch those guys that are uh i mean i've been up in tennessee several times parents have place up there and i actually did some i didn't actually do this do the uh fly fishing deal but i did have the smaller rod with a little tiny cork on it you know which was almost to me like regular just fishing you no. know that w- where it was floating down the stream at them, yeah. and the guys i saw they were fly fishing but they didn't really appear to be sight fishing because it was you know there's enough ripple on the water and and i mean so you tell telling me that when these guys are fly, that these that you guys are fly fishing that you're about six or eight feet from the from the fish and when in, in that run of water and you can see the fish yeah really?
0: Yeah, most definitely. Uh, You can see almost 20, 30 feet away. I mean, you got to think in fresh water. Salt water is a little different, but in salt water, we look for the same things you look for when you're out there with spinning tackle, right? You look for, you know, pushing, uh, crawling, backing, tailing, whatever you want to call it. You know, you look for all those signs. You typically don't want to go out and blind cast a fly rod because
1: of the action in salt water. Maybe it was the the geography I was fishing the, uh, I believe it was the Pigeon River. Does that sound right? Or yeah. the Little Vision River? Yeah, there's great fishing in both of those. And uh, it seemed like to me there was too much, you know, current and ripple on top of the water to really see. I mean, you could see some of the fish when they would come by. Yeah. But from where I was standing, uh, you know, you couldn't really see what I would even consider, like when I'm out outside fishing for redfish. Right. That I could see them to uh, throw a fly at them. But yeah. maybe I'm wrong.
0: Well, the, the thing about reading the water is the art. Right. It's just like reading the water, what we do here in saltwater, inshore saltwater, you know, you're reading the water. So how do you know, you know, on a high tide or, or an outgoing tide or an incoming tide when you can't see the bottom or the structure there? How do you know there's sandbar there?
1: How do you know there's oysters there? Right. Because nine times I'd I've been in that area before. And so yeah. I know where the hell I'm at, you know. But if you haven't,
0: you read the water surface. Right. And it'll tell you what's there. Same thing. And you're in a river, and you can't see the bottom, but you see ripples. Something's causing those ripples, right? Something's causing those eddies. Something's causing, you know, the uh, the whitewash or whatever.
1: Sure, I get. I mean, I get all that. Yeah. Just, I'm just telling you where I was at uh, up in Tennessee at the Pigeon River. I just could not, like I said, I could see them when they were just you know, a couple feet away, yeah. if you will. But I mean, when they were some of the guys I was watching, they were making pretty long casts, you know, and. it. I don't know how they were seeing the fish from where I, where I was at, you know.
0: Yeah, and and they may or may not have been seeing the fish. Sometimes you just see an area, uh, maybe a soft target, mm-hmm. you know, an eddy or or some soft pocket that you want to cast into, and that's a that's a form of blind fishing, right? You're not seeing them, but
1: anyway, that's yeah, that's. I didn't mean to get off on that rant there. on no, that's a Tangent right. off on you fly fishing, but uh, so I apologize about that. But um, uh,
0: no, the the fly fishing community here locally where we're at is growing. It's not as big as it is in some areas of the country. Um, some areas, you know, North Carolina, Minnesota, Pennsylvania, those areas, Montana, obviously the Dakotas, they have very healthy uh, fly fishing populations. And um,
1: yeah, a lot of the guys I've met here the fly fish, they uh, which we'll talk about later too. But they fish like the grass flats when when the water on the on the full moon high tide type deal. Yeah. Well, that's ahead. that's when most of the time they'll fish. That's when yeah. I, that's when I see them fly fishing.
0: Well, that's easy sight fishing, right? I mean, that's right. why. I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's why you're doing it. Um, you you don't want to stand out there in salt water you know where you've got to produce you know 40 uh 30 to 40 maybe even 45 yard cast uh with a 9 foot rod you know 9 10 weight or even 10 11 weight and just sit there and just sling it back and forth back and forth back and forth for an hour blind casting all stuff so
1: okay well this is this is a, this is our first podcast right and so we're supposed to be talking about you and what awesome yeah. fisherman you are, and all that kind of stuff. We can have a whole other podcast. I'm assuming on fly fishing if we want to. Sure. And we can probably bring somebody and here. I'd that rather. Re- there really no to fly fish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Other than me, I'm joking with you. Yeah. Bud. I, I know you can fly fish, but uh, so go ahead and tell us something else about you, man. I know that you've been all around the world fishing, and you've been you fish deep, and you fish shallow, and um, uh, I have. I, I just have. had those questions about fly fishing, and you have know, more with my ADD and all that, yeah. just not able to get off on a rap you know, yeah. rabbit trail. So I'm, no,
0: no, I get it. They, uh, you're right. I have. Um, i fished all over the world. I have fished in all 50 of the United States, uh, which is interesting. Caught some uh, big marlin out in the South Pacific, uh, big yellowfin tuna, wahoo, uh, sharks of all types. Um, you know, fish the Great Lakes. Fished all 50 states. I love it. I, I love fishing. I love fishing in northeast Florida. Um, yeah, my go-to water, obviously, is here. My home water is here in northeast Florida. Uh, if I have a chance to go somewhere else to fish, i uh, Inland, it would be in the Carolinas. I like Western North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's a good spot to fish. A lot of healthy fisheries up there, mm-hmm. and, and we've got some good friends up there that we'll have
1: on the show. Like what area? Like be specific. Like as um, far as you say inland,
0: I like Brevard, North Carolina. Okay, for fly fishing up there in, in the freshwater streams. So we're back on
1: fly fishing again.
0: Well, no, oh. th- I just said it's <laughs> my home water, <laughs> and we ask about going, you know, away from home water. You know, if I had a place that I'd want to go, that's not salt water, that's where I'd want to
1: be. So anyway, that's enough about me. I understand. Yeah. Well, um, I haven't fished in no all patty like you, buddy. But uh, you know, I was gonna, I was going to ask you though. You mentioned that you had caught some. You said tuna, yellow in, yellow fin, and and wahoo, and what was the other thing you said you caught some marlin? Blue marlin. Blue white marlin. marlin. striped so, marlin. So what's the uh, what's the lbs on those on those fish there? Do you you even know?
0: Yeah, I do. My personal best blue marlin is 791 pounds, 12 ounces. My personal best yellowfin tuna is 161 pounds. And my personal best wahoo is 91 pounds, 7 ounces.
1: So was that marlin, was that like in the record books or something? I mean, Mm -hmm. that's got to be a huge fish.
0: No, big fish, but no record.
1: Wow, that's yeah. crazy. I can't imagine a fish winning ever. Yeah. Seven, almost 800 pounds not being. Uh,
0: you don't even get a real good hand clap for a 700 pound fish. A marlin. a Grander is what they call that. Where'd, where'd you catch that again? Marshall Islands. Marshall Islands. And where about that? It's uh, 1700 miles southwest of Honolulu and about four degrees above the equator. It's out in the middle of nowhere. So, so it's hot. Very hot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's tropical for sure. That sounds like it. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So So
0: with marlin terms, you know, the big offshore fish like that, grander is what you get kudos for. Yeah, 1,000 pounds. 1,000 pounds or better. Yeah. Uh, Just not far from here, you know, a few hundred miles from us here off uh, St. Lucia is where the Atlantic record was called for blue marlin, um, which is, uh, I don't remember. It was just broken, though, I believe last year, somewhere around 1,300 pounds. It's a large fish. Yeah, that's a big
1: fish. I've never caught one that big, that's for sure. Wow, that's crazy.
0: And there are guys out there to catch them on fly rods.
1: Well, good for them. <laughs> <laughs> how, right. how long did that fish take you to get in?
0: Uh, that fish took us, uh, are, I'm going to say arguably, about three
1: hours. Just and what are you using, like a 10,000 or 15,000 size reel? You are using big pin reels, 100-pound
0: 100, 100 monofilament. Big 100-pound top shot. and Just crank them in you
1: know just and and this fish you troll behind the boat with this fish i'm assuming yeah yeah 300
0: 300, 300 to 400 pound leader and 100 pound mono and um just uh you troll and our our best lure mm -hmm. was a mackerel color chugger you know 16 or
1: 18 inch chugger type lure well i have fought a fish for three and a half hours but it wasn't a marlin right um yeah that wore me out so i can't imagine how deep were you about five six hundred feet
0: Uh, no, we caught, we were actually trolling in about 3,600 feet of water, uh, but actually brought the fish to the surface. The chugger type lure that we were fishing with runs right on the surface. So the fish came from wherever he was at to the surface to hit our bait.
1: Well, I'm sure they dive after they hit it there, correct? Uh,
0: well, it kind of, yeah. I mean, they got out of sight pretty quick, but, um, you know, they don't go deep, deep. I mean, I, I've never had one go deep, deep. They usually run pretty shallow. When I say shallow, 80 feet maybe. Or I, okay. You know, yeah, I don't know. I don't so it's know.
1: none of that 600, 700-foot stuff that, I, that you see sometimes, and those guys take them eight, nine hours to haul one in. Well, them tuna could be. You know, there's, tuna, some, swordfish there's some
0: big bluefin, and, um, you know, swordfish are out there. That's where they live in that real deep water like that. And so, yeah. We're going to have to go do that one day. I'm all for it, buddy. yeah,
1: If my back can handle it, it of course. Handle. Yeah. That's some serious cranking.
0: Well, we... Set you up with a with a back brace and everything, and uh, I got you.
1: Well, man, let's take a break real quick, When we come back. I guess uh, I'll bore the folks uh, a little bit about me. Uh, not there's a whole lot to tell, but you know we'll discuss a few things, I guess. And uh, but we'll come right back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the, the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. I'm Captain Don Taylor. Captain Don McNeil. Help. Oh.
0: This is the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. We're back. Uh, we have, uh... How you doing, Captain Don Taylor Jr. on the microphone.
1: Yes, that is the rumor. That's the rumor, Captain Don Taylor Jr. So, for everybody
0: that's, uh, tuning in for the first time, thank you very much, and, uh, it's glad to have you here, and, I uh, hope we're coming across clear for you. It will and, be the first time, because this is
1: our first time, technically. <laughs> yeah, first, first
0: time. So, we're doing all this together. So, hopefully you find something interesting you like here, and, uh, you skip back over to the first, uh, the uh, first few minutes, and hear a little bio about me. Uh, I am Captain Tom McNeely here at the uh, Backwater Hustle Fishing
1: Podcast, and we're going to talk to. Uh, well, I guess technically, when someone listens to the podcast, it's yeah. not like changing a radio station, correct? When you like change the channel and you're halfway through a song, or change the channel and you're halfway through a uh, news news anchor's news report. I guess when they technically download the podcast or they listen to the podcast, I mean, we don't, they're not hearing us live. So technically I guess they wouldn't really skip anything, wouldn't they?
0: No, not unless they wanted to, but they could, I'm, they just, could, I'm just asking. I yeah. I mean, they could pause it. If if they don't know how a podcast works, they could pause the pod. You know, once you download it, you have it on your device. Why don't wherever. you tell the folks
1: how podcast works? I don't want to. Okay. okay I'm never mind. trying. Never mind.
0: Once they download it, they have it on their device. And, um, at that point, they can fast-forward it, rewind it, go back, skip 15 seconds, fast-forward 15 seconds, and um, that's kind of how the whole podcast works for me. By, the way, the, by the way, by ladies, ladies
1: and gentlemen, this was actually a brainchild that I had thought about doing a television show, actually, but, you know, filming myself fishing with clients on the water, but Mr. McNeely over here uh, wanted to explore the podcast avenue and so this is where uh we're at today we're gonna try the podcast thing and hope everybody likes it and you know we can provide some hopefully information to help you guys to be better fishermen and uh that sort of stuff so you want me to talk about me now is that, is that the plan here yeah no, let's, let's talk about wow. you that's kind of boring yeah ladies and gentlemen captain don taylor Josh. Oh well, what an intro. Thank you. Thank you very much, people. Awesome. Everybody sit down, please. Please, you know. Mm-hmm. No, like Ty said, I'm Captain Don Taylor Jr. Uh, I'm actually from Florida, born and raised here, native Floridian. I have fished here in Florida pretty much my whole entire life. Started fishing at a young age, uh, doing the fishing thing with my grandmother and grandfather, a lot of freshwater stuff. Grew up bass fishing. I uh, used to tournament bass fish here in our area, did some local tournaments, and started doing some traveling in my late teens, early 20s, and just kind of practically freshwater fished uh, off and on, and a few years ago, I was uh, invited to go do an inshore trip with my brother and some of his buddies, and I actually went out and caught my first redfish, and I've told this story a bunch of times, and not everybody say, well, oh, it's how you got hooked, or whatever, but... Yes, I did. I actually caught a redfish that weighed about four pounds, and when I kind of thought and how compared it to all the big bass that I've caught, and I've caught a couple of bass you know, over 10 pounds and 11 pounds, uh, there was no comparison. And no joke, I literally about three months later sold my bass boat, bought another boat to just knock around the inshore area. Uh, and as people know, you guys know, inshore's got a lot of oyster beds and structure on the bottom, and uh, I beat that sucker to death for about a year and a half. And I got my captain's license about two years ago. Well, I guess about two years ago now. This March will be two years. And uh, I've been guiding full time inshore for about a year now. Uh, I was guiding part time a couple of years ago. But uh, I love to inshore fish. It's a passion of mine. uh out there every single day, except for the last couple of days because it's been freezing. But uh, I tournament fish here locally. I uh, fish in like the IFA, the Florida Pro. Uh, some of the club terms we have here in town, but I like the challenge of it, man. It's a, it's really cool to, to me to be able to fish inshore. The diff, the variety of species that you can catch to me is second to none. The fish that you can catch like the redfish, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're fantastic to me as far as game fish goes. Uh, there's nothing like catching a big 27, 28, 30 inch trout, which to me is, you know, pretty awesome. But I just love to fish and uh, I mean, I love putting people on fish and, uh, I have not fished in all fifty states, but uh, I have fished quite a few of them. You need to bucket list that. Uh I don't know about bucket listing that, man. Because there's some places I, I don't like the cold weather. Just being a born and raised here, I, you know, I'm a warm weather guy. Just to be straight up honest about it. Yeah, I am too. I mean, I've had the opportunity to go to some places that are, you know, Alaska and some of those places, and I just don't have the desire whatsoever. I don't really like going offshore. I mean, I will, but. Uh, i'd kind of like to be near land and to me it's a lot of work going offshore which i'm not knocking it by any means because you know like you said earlier you can catch some you know awesome awesome game fish out there but um uh, I, I just like to chase them around here man chase them in the flats and you know just chase them up and down the river and uh, i get just as much enjoyment out of that personally you know
0: yes yeah, so you saying chasing you mean you're sight fishing
1: basically i don't always sight fish Most though me. i mean i like to sight fish but i mean you can't always sight fish though you know that yeah I mean, sometimes you know you you can't control what tide you're given, especially during some of the tournaments and even some of your charters. You know your trips. You you, you can't. You know you're given a high tide. And, you know you can't you can't chase them in the grass. I mean, that's just not the uh, not not the most to my mind. It's not the easiest way to catch them with the tides like that. But if I could go fish them, I any you know, if somebody said, "Hey Donnie, let's go fishing tomorrow," <clears throat> yeah, I would definitely pick a tide. Obviously falling. Or incoming where I can see them moving around, and yeah, I like to get up there and get pretty high up in there. And to me, there's nothing like being able to see them push, Or actually seeing them, and being able to you know throw at them, and I enjoy that thoroughly.
0: Yeah, sight fishing is a lot of fun no matter how you do it. And we discussed that a little bit in my little intro on the um, back when we were discussing uh, fly fishing a little bit. Um, yeah, sight fishing is a lot of fun. Well, yeah, you know, the water here in
1: Jacksonville—that's where we're at here in northeast part in Jacksonville. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, You know, the water's pretty stained. It's always tannic looking here, you know, stained looking here. And uh, as far as actually what I would call seeing the fish, I know people get, people say, oh, you're sight fishing or you can see the fish. Uh, A lot of times here, when we say we're sight fishing them, we're watching them push down the bank. We're watching them, you know, displace the water and, you know, pushing in that six, five, six, seven inches, you know, five or six, seven inches of water. And you can watch them pushing down the bank and, You know, we consider that sight fishing them as well. There are times when the water clears up that you can actually see them. You know, in the winter months, the water clears up enough where you can you can get on top of them and watch them push down the bank and you sight fish them that way. But for the most part, here you're throwing out a spot. as opposed to throw you know throwing that actual fish that you can actually see.
0: Right. Yeah, you're looking for those soft targets or yeah, Absolutely. Or yeah, and reading the water and, and those things like
1: we were discussing a little earlier. Yeah, you have to here especially uh, I mean, you know, you guess what I do is it's a hard place to fish here. I mean, I have guys that I talk to in some of these you know, these national tournaments that we fish in and you know, they all say how they think Jacksonville is one of the top two or three hardest places to fish. You know, we have big tides here, dirty water, a lot of water. Fast water. And so uh, they all, you know, they have a lot of places to go to here. And so uh, I, I get a lot of, you know, compliments and people ask me all the time, but, you know, when I think about the, you know, the fishing here and that kind of stuff, and uh, it, it's a it's hard place to fish, but once you, you're out there every day and you can kind of, you know, get a pattern on them, which is hard to do. Once you do get a pattern, you can, you know, pretty much set your, uh, you know, set your clock by them. You know, once you do get them patterned, and a lot, and a lot of times when, especially when, when water's higher, outgoing, you know, or are coming in based on the tides that we have.
0: Yeah, and there's a you know a lot of guys that that fish offshore. It's argumentative if tides affect that and what's going on out there. And um, you, there's a lot of states here that that don't have a tide, or they. if you know, For a guy that's fishing uh, fresh water, that hopefully he's listening, or guy that fishes a river stream somewhere, hopefully they're listening as well. Uh, they may not have ever fished a tide. So how would you liken a tide uh, to a river stream, a mountain stream? And
1: um, how or, would I, I, could you? How, do how you would compare, I liken it to yeah, it? Yeah,
0: how do you compare those two things? They both run? No. They're, they're both moving? I, no, that's moving. a good point.
1: Well, no, I mean, you know, it's just, yeah, you're all right. First of all, I'll go back to what you said. You're all right about, I mean, I fished across all across Florida here. And, for instance, let's take a place like Steenhatchie or Crystal River. They have about a foot and a half, you know, maybe two foot for lucky, you know, tidal swing, you know. And to me, that's that's not a whole lot. The current's not as fast. Uh, It stays higher or lower a lot longer, you know, whereas here, I guess like a stream, you know, I'm not really familiar with a lot of the, you know, streams up north or whatever as far as as their height goes. Um, You know, I'm not sure if a lot of those streams even have tides, like we call it, and they have current, you know, of course, but not what I would call tides. Like here, you know, we'll have a high tide at six in the morning, and then we'll have a dead low at what time? Uh, six hours later. Roughly six, six hours Roughly later. Five, hour, five hours, five hours and fifty minutes later. Yeah. And you're talking about a five and a half, six foot swing. Yeah. And sure. so you can be in a one spot that's nine foot high, and six hours later it's two and a half, three foot high. Right. And so to, you know, so it's it's night and day, and the and. Th- and it's hard figuring that out, but at the same time, once you do figure that out and you learn where the fish come from, and you know a lot of places that you can also learn that you know the fish have to come out of these particular places. And what's funny is, is what's the frustrating part is, because they come out of it, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to eat on the way out of it. A lot of times, you have to sit through the whole entire tide cycle to find out when they'll eat. It may be at the first of the incoming. It could be on the last of the incoming. It all just depends on the area of the fish, you know? Right. But as far as comparing it with um, a river, a stream somewhere, you know, I, I don't really know how I could, could, could compare uh, some of the, the creeks that we fish or some of the, uh, you know, flats and stuff that we fish with, with the stream. Besides, they both have current. With, well, yeah, and that's. that's <laughs> I mean, that's all I can, I can really say.
0: Yeah, I, that might be the only way. I don't, I don't know enough about some of those streams. and Maybe we'll have somebody on one day that does. But the, um, I think water levels do rise and fall. Um, at some point, I think a lot of them, a lot of areas, are dam controlled or whatever. They're dam released, so they can kind
1: of control the, the flow and the uh, which would be nice. I mean, I, I mean, I fished down like in Rodman, yeah, and like Kissimmee, where yeah. they had the locks and stuff down there. Yeah, uh,
0: it'd be nice if we could get a uh, controlled tide here. Yeah, wouldn't that be awesome if you knew that it was going to be outgoing every day at this time and this oh, was yeah, the could flow be, rate it, it, and yeah. pattern
1: in big time. Then, yeah, it'd be yeah. sweet. So, uh, but as far as I go, uh, that's about it, man. I mean, I'm just born and you know, born and raised fishing here in, in our area. Been guiding for about two years. Uh, you know, love to fish. I do. I do fish professionally. I fish a lot of the bigger tournaments. Uh, you know, the Florida Pro, uh, which is a it's a it's a national tournament, but fish all the one here ones here in Florida. I do fish the IFA, uh, which is a national tournament. Uh, you know, I go up to Louisiana and those type places and whatnot. Uh, you know, I just like I said, I just love to fish, man. I, I love people, I love you know meeting them, and this I get just 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 as much enjoyment uh, putting people on fish as opposed to uh, you know me catching them. Uh, I, was, I, I write for the newspaper here in town, one of our fishing newspapers here in Jacksonville uh, called the Fishing Connection. Uh, it's a monthly publication, and every month we we'll you know put an article in there. Uh, I'm a co-host on one of the radio shows here in Jacksonville, the, the Gone Fishing Show. Uh, comes on Fridays, and we basically just talk fishing on that. Uh, same the same scenario of what we're going to do here on the podcast, basically.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're just going to provide a lot of information out there. for, And some of it may be overburdened for guys that are out there doing it every day. And, uh, you know, hopefully we, we say something from time to time that's funny. And we say something. I know not want to be
1: funny, but I'm not sure what I can say on here or not, you know. Uh, well, hopefully <laughs> we say some things that are informative
0: for, for anyone and maybe pique some interest of someone that's just out there looking uh, – for something fishing-related and, and comes across this us, we welcome you, and
1: uh, we thank you. Well, we're going to try to be funny on here. I mean, yeah, I mean we're going to, you know, to we're gonna actually, leave it, but this is our first one, so we want to kind of appeal to everyone at, at first, of course, you know. You know, just like dating a girl, man, you can kind of put your uh, you know, your best act on forward, you know, and hope she falls in love with you, and by the time she sees the real you, and then by that she's in love with you, you know what I mean? Yeah, or at least. You know how it is. I mean, yeah, heck, you're married. Yeah, at least you get dinner out of the deal. Hopefully dinner. Yeah. you know what i'm saying so well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well but,
0: we're, we're just trying to provide some information out there so everybody can uh just come hear what we got to say and, and give us some feedback and we'll grow the show with
1: you guys and
0: um it's, or, gonna, it's or, gonna be fun
1: man we'll have, we'll have fun we'll, like i said we'll have some you know we'll have some very interesting guests on i mean uh, hey i know we know a lot of people in the industry you know yeah. and, and they're not necessarily just in they don't necessarily just fish you know they, they're biologists and they're uh uh, FWC officers and, you know, wildlife, uh, officers and, uh, some other professional fishermen and meteor, you know, I'm going to get a meteorologist on here. That's what I want to do. Meteorologist. Absolutely. I want to ask them, first of all, how they keep their jobs being wrong half the time.
0: Yeah. Do you know why, um, space rocks taste better than earth rocks?
1: No idea. Because they're meteor. Oh gosh. <laughs> I promise you folks we're we're gonna have better jokes than now here. I guarantee you, it's still funny, yeah you know it's supposed funny yep. but, and I do want we have we're gonna have guests like that I really do. We're gonna do our best folks to have a uh, interesting guests and uh hopefully you don't find us boring because actually we're pretty darn funny actually, but uh sure. you know we are kind of controlled what we can and can't say that's what right. I'm assuming,
0: but we're not controlled who we can have as a guest, so that's if, right if you're out there, you're listening to us, and uh you wanna be a part of what we got going on here, you email us. Uh, visit us on uh, facebook instagram Twitter, Twitter. Um, we'll have a YouTube page coming at some point in time hit us up um, you know text emails uh, instagram any of the social media sites and uh, we would love to have uh, have you on the show as well if you fish in a certain area or you're absolutely brand new to fishing I would love to have you on the show so we can discuss uh, your thoughts about fishing and your aspirations and where you need to be and
1: you know, and I don't think you and I mentioned it at the get go, or even mentioned it throughout the show. But uh, obviously, everyone, my name is Captain Don Taylor Jr. But my charter company here, or my fishing guide service here in Jacksonville is Inshore Outdoors Fishing. Uh, and you can also go on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can follow us on the, how, our, how our trips go. And Ty, uh, he has Fishing Go, Fishing Go Guide Service out of a uh, Fernandina Beach, Florida. And same thing, he's got Twitter, Instagram. What Else you got uh Facebook, oh, also, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, yeah,
0: and you'll be able to click the links off in all of our social media sites to our individual captain store, and um, that'll be able to help you navigate toward us if that's what you'd
1: like, or to someone else in this area, yeah. I mean, you know, please feel free to, you know, like I said, like shoot us an email or you know, leave us a post on one of our pages and stuff, and uh, that's kind of all we got into this show for because we have so many questions that uh, we get asked, uh, I do, I know, throughout the week whether it's uh by email or even at the boat ramp or the tackle store you know and people want to stop you and talk about fishing and you know unfortunately man you know how it is you can't stop and talk to everybody or you can't spend you know 45 minutes talking to somebody about fishing although i could but you know we got clients waiting on you that kind of stuff it's it's kind of hard to do so so hopefully this podcast is kind of you know kind of take some of those questions that we get asked you know quite a bit seem like the most popular questions we get asked and try to answer a lot of that stuff you know
0: yeah yeah that sounds good So that's um, that's kind of where we're at, and that's who we are, and that's what we're going to do for you. We're uh, just some guys that fish, that love to fish, and love to fish. We're going to share almost almost as much
1: as I love my wife.
0: Yeah, we're going to share our love of fishing, maybe more, with uh, everyone out there willing to
1: listen. Probably more. Do what? Don't don't be saying that, Tyler. Yeah, you check. That's
0: good. So this has been the the introductory. Show to the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast.
1: Basically, session one. Session one. And uh, thank you for listening. And we will see you on the next, on the flip side, next time. On the next episode. In the meantime, do some backwater hustling. Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Out. Out. Hey guys, you've been listening to the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. <laughs> Check us out on the web at backwaterhustle.wordpress.com or check us out on Facebook at Backwater Hustle, the fishing podcast. You can reach us at bckwaterhustle at gmo.com and hit us up on Instagram at, at bckwaterhustle. This has been the Backwater Hustle Fishing Podcast. Out.
0: That's all he is, Captain Donnie.